those who don't know who I am, I'm Ken Waddy K. Jr. I am the executive director of the Free Hugs Project, and I am collaborating on this show with my man. Chris Swanson, sheriff of Genesis County. He's black, I'm white. <laughs> black and blue, baby. What is that? <laughs> That's the show. We got to call it right, right there. Exactly. When Luke hits me up, tells me that I'm meeting with Sheriff Chris Swanson, I was like, oh, cool. Okay. So I get your text, right? And your text was super animated. You're like, Ken, what's up, brother? I do it's, a lot of exclamation points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of exclamation points. We're rolling out the red carpet when you get here. And I'm like, who is this guy? This guy's energy is crazy, right? So I, I Googled your name. And then I was like, oh, no way. This is the guy that I wanted to meet from like weeks ago. And so he comes out and he's sharply dressed and his energy is through the roof. And I'm like, this is definitely the guy. right? <laughs> so, the whole time I'm thinking I have to do a show with him, not an episode. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be a thing. When we met, there's like instant chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. Some of those instant chemistry moments happen when there's a good positive interaction, but some of those that are forged in tragedy build a bond that nobody can break apart. Yeah. And so at that moment, at their lowest point of life, when their family and all their grandbabies from both sides, from Heather's side and Len's side were taken away, I was able to be there at that moment and it created a relationship. It's almost like it. it there's hyper time. It, it took in an instant, and built 25 years of relationship just like that. So wow. I have such a love for the family and they've loved me back. Yeah. And they never got angry about what happened. And I'm thinking, I pray to God, my kids have never, will never be taken from tragedy. But if they do, I pray that I take it and act the same way they did. Wow, with grace. Unbelievable. I, it yeah. just, it blows my mind that they're able to just digest it the way they, they have. Yeah. And that's why I probably stay in contact because he's such a strong tower. Johnny, him and I grew up together, but in completely different neighborhoods, but we were united because of one cause and that was righteous anger. I didn't know him, didn't know he existed before May 30th, 2020, but we all come from quote community. It doesn't have to be Flint, it comes from all our own communities. But in this particular community, I'm glad that, that you have chose this to pioneer this, this town hall because Flint is now known, not always negative, but for something that's done positive by taking people that are so far from each other and bringing them together and say, okay, let's stop, listen, what do you need? And now we're walking in the, right, the same direction. What's unique about Flint is not unique about other cities. And I was just in Philly two weeks ago and I drove southbound on a northbound street. And as soon as I crossed over an eastbound street, it was a totally different neighborhood. Like it was like one, it was only like 33 feet to something totally different. Anybody who lives in the cities, you can understand what I'm talking about. You have like the business district, you have, you know, that's why they have, you know, uh, Chinatown and you have, you know, the black neighborhood and you have the Jewish neighborhood. And, and I think community to me is bringing all those people together and saying, hey, let's go in the same direction. Yes. But I think the question I want to answer, and I'd love to hear your perspective, it doesn't matter if you're a, a long-haired, dreaded out black guy named Johnny Franklin III, <laughs> or a clean-cut, chiseled, white police executive, or anybody who's got big hoops or whatever it is. It's like, honestly, what does all of us want? I'd like to name the top three. I don't care where you come from, where you live, what you look, how much money you have. There has to be three common goals that we all want. And if we can identify those here yeah. and everybody can agree to them, then that's the start of the direction. Because when Johnny and I met, all they wanted is one thing, and that is to listen to us. So we knew right then and there, that was the starting point. There's a lot of other things we had to deal with, and we've been doing it ever since. 
But the first thing is, what can we all agree on is common ground. I'm gonna start with the first one. Everybody wants calm. On the way here, I saw a sign that says, vote calm Mm -hmm. 2020. Not not person, not calm. Calm. I'm gonna start by saying that one of the three things that I want is I want calmness. I literally am, I'm so sick of, of contention and division. It was like, uh, you know, walking into these different places and being the advocate for the, 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 the freedom type of talk that I'm trying to push. Um, it's been plenty of examples where I'm in a predominantly white place, only black dude, you look like a thug from the north side of Flint, you got dreads hanging down maybe to the floor, or you, you try to get your hair cut, like, trying to look a certain way. But all of these things, um, liberation is a broad term, but change, a chance, calmness, all these things I carry with myself and embody it. So going into different places, like having conversations with you or um, different sheriffs or, uh, or, or law enforcement across the city of Flint, or even going to Detroit and talking face to face with the chief and telling them how wrong he is. Like, and, and regardless if he's black or not, and he's a black chief, right? But he, he's, he's doing certain things that just aren't, kind of the way that I see it in Flint, like how we, we embody the community aspect. They don't do it down there in Detroit. So this is just this is just some of the things I can just walk in places and just be like, hey, look, you know what you're doing ain't right. You know what you're doing is not okay. Give these folks a chance. Don't just I'm just I'm just here just to be an advocate. I should I should have said advocacy instead of liberation. Though. Honestly, I should have well, said that. Well, we still have two more words, right? Yeah. That's so I guess oh, I'll take it. I'll take it, Cam. But but it, it's it's advocacy it's, for two hundred, Cam. Right. <laughs> it's it's be, being a liberator in, in this moment in time is 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 more than just pushing for a different president. It's more than just you know making Black Lives Matter. It's more than just you know having conversations with you or be on the phone with you, can or, or meeting Adam and being cool with Christina, it's more than that. It's, it's more just about just going into these different places and be like, hey, that guy you seen on me? Yeah, I'm that guy, not what you gonna say. You know, like, oh, wait a minute. No, ain't no, oh, wait a minute. Let's, 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 really, have a, let's really have a chat. Let's have a coffee or mm-hmm. a latte or something, and let's, let's really have a chat and sit down and let's mm-hmm. get to the, the, the heat of the issues and we'll, we'll, we'll see where we actually align at. To you know? piggyback off of what, what he's saying, just something that I observed here in the community. Remember when we went to the Mexican restaurant mm-hmm. and we were standing outside and the guys were like riding by in the trucks and we could tell like the looks and some of the things of that course. they were that they were saying, right? That's right. It, that was strange to me that this is a um, a daily reality that you guys live. Like in California, I could be standing outside of a restaurant with a diverse group or a group of black people and, and not have that. to worry about yeah, yeah. guys in raised trucks like looking at me or saying certain things or making hand yeah. gestures. That just seemed to be like every couple of cars, that's what you guys were dealing with out there. Um, do you feel like that was because people know who you are as an organizer mm-hmm. or do you think that is a common feeling that black people have here in Flint? I think that's a little bit of both. Um, when you get press here, like on our on our major television stations, it's like, oh, what did he do so special? So it's always that narrative. But then the other side of it is, okay, yeah, you are black. Perfect example. It just actually just happened about a week ago. Being in, living in Grand Blanc, which is a suburb of Flint, um, going to a Speedway gas station, um, kind of like a little bit late. But there's like a guy like with a shirt with his shirt off, like pulling up in the pickup truck, extra loud, blasting country music, which is no problem with country music. Don't get me wrong. But 
he jumps off the truck and just stare at you, shirt off, you know? And it's like, all right, like, that's kind of awkward. He goes in, pays for his gas, whatever comes back out. I'm already pumping gas. And he, like, pumping gas and just staring at me like this, though. Like, just some real hard, hardcore stare that you just like, I'm, okay, I know what time it is. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that type of thing, and you think that you're living in a, I don't want to say a, a liberal Genesee County, but I would say more so you live in a place where, you know, kind of everybody kind of trying to mind their business. Yeah. This ain't minding your business no more. Um, I, I think since 2015-ish, yeah. um, it has flipped to a what you doing around here type situation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, why are you on this side of town? You should be on that side of town. Yeah. Why are you on this side of Grand Blank? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I can be on any side of Grand Blank. I have a Grand Blank address. I can do what I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, that, that intimidation thing and... and I wish I was in LA where I can experience that, where it's like you have to worry about somebody driving by and just giving you a dirty look or trying to spit on you or spit rhetoric to you or trunk flag going across the the back of his truck and you feel threatened of some way, shape, yeah. or form. Like, I wish I can feel that for one day. How many kids do you have? Five. Five kids? Yeah, Damn, baby! I got some candy for the kids. Look, he, we want to thank our sponsors from Mars and from Milton Hershey. He's uh, speaking this into existence. That's right. We want to thank all our sponsors here. You don't know your sponsors yet, but you're going to want to be our sponsor. That's Imagine it. if we had Hershey bars everywhere. Milton would be so... Hershey's hugs. Right there. They make Hershey's, Hershey's hugs. hugs. That's it. Hershey's, reach out to us. That's why we're doing this. That's right. That's right. That totally fits. That's that's right. And of course, when you are out and about and you're protesting, you yes. get hungry. Boom! <laughs> a Snickers. You seen Danny Trejo? You, dig, you know Marsha Brady, Danny Trejo? From? That's right. You put that in your tool belt right there. Bam. No more hangriness at a protest. His cabana club is always fully stocked with yes. a whole bunch of sugary stuff that he won't even eat. So I don't. So you see him like this, like crazy, <laughs> this is just- It's not a sugar high. No, but I could smash. But you it. want to get my kids sugar high? Though. I look back at my career, man. I've met I met the last four sitting presidents. I've traveled around the world. Wow. I wrote two books. The county. I met my wife at the county. Side note: I met her in jail when I was twenty. You can find good women in jail. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Everything good from my life has come from the sheriff's office. Wow. Including you, yeah. <laughs> including you. May thirtieth, we had these huge protests, and that's another whole episode we're going to talk about. But yeah. it was the walk with us. They said, and I said, let's walk. Yep. Which is the hashtag that 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 we're pushing, just like free hugs. Mm-hmm. It took action, like free hugs. You yep. can't just talk about it. You got to literally hug a brother. Yeah, live it. I've never run with someone where. Um, as we're running, there's just random people driving by in a car. Yo, Sheriff! Hey, Swanson! I'm like, what is going on? He's got campaign signs like throughout the neighborhoods. I'm like, who am I running with? This is crazy. And so it just seemed like everybody out here knew you. And, And that's why it was important for me to when I had thrown out the idea of like at the end of our first meetup, I was like, hey, do you have a um you have a podcast and I feel like you had just kind of brushed it over initially, you know, you were like, yeah, but it it, it didn't seem like a solid answer. And so I was like, reason for that. Yeah, I'm sure there was. And I'd love for you to explain it, but but I didn't want to press it. Right. right? So I was just like, you know, what's meant to be will be. And and that's how I am about life. Right. Like I don't try and force anything. I don't press Mm -hmm. anything. So I was like, whatever his take is on that, I respect it. And I left it alone. But then the next day when, um, I was like, well, or you were telling me about what you were going to do tomorrow. Yeah. By the way, so even before the next day happened, 
the fact that you welcomed me into your home on the first day that we had even hung out, I was like, I like this guy. Because yeah. if, if you were in San Diego, I'd be the same way. Right? Yeah. Like, welcome into my world. Come check out my office, my family. My kids, right. you know, they would be, um, at least the twins, uh, my kids would be a little hesitant at, at first, but right. then probably an hour later, they're climbing on you and, yep. and asking you cop stories, yeah. right? And so my family um, were very welcoming of people. If dad says they're cool, they're cool, right? right? And so um, I felt that same way yep. because you had some of your family members and yep. friends that were all hanging out by the pool when I got there to yep. your house. And I was like, man, I feel very comfortable here. Maybe I'm supposed to be there for a different reason. And I printed free hugs on a t-shirt and I said, I'm going to go out there and I'm, I'm going to be an example of what love looks like. Oh, nice. Let's just see how do we get more and more people to uh, embrace, mm -hmm. right? And so you can imagine bringing that up to my wife. Oh, I'm going to go out to the Boston Marathon and yeah. just hug a bunch and of people. And you were living in California at the time. At the time, yeah. She's like, you're going to take money. Were you working somewhere? Fly. <laughs> well, I was a race organizer. Oh, that's it. So that was it. That was all I was doing that's for work. That's big money in that. <laughs> no, it's, you it's told really me. not. I know it's it. really not. You make no. a million, how much do you spend? You spend a million. Same, like, that's you right. Literally, like you're just, you have this little bit that you get to earn as a profit, but by the time you pay your road closure fees, um, city fees, just think about how much long enforcement we had at oh, intersections yeah. and freeway on and off ramps. Um, that was a very expensive budget organizing this race. But so I, I pulled it off. I flew out there. Um, that video ends up going viral from people coming wow. in to get these hugs. And the campaign just kind of took off. How many people there. were in that shirt? Only me. Wow. No, I've never even seen it on a shirt before okay. I had printed it on a okay. shirt to fly out there. And so uh, when I did that, that was like the beginning of the movement. And I didn't think much of it because I was leaving Boston. I uploaded it to YouTube and Facebook. By the time I landed, it's BuzzFeed, Huffington Post. Um, it, the list goes on and on. Right. LA Times, New York Times, Boston Globe. Everyone's talking about this feel-good moment that happened at the Boston Marathon. I think that is my, my ultimate goal is to just... Um, really create healing. You know, yeah. that, I think that's, that's the best thing because giving hope to people. I, I love that. I, I think that, um, hope becomes the next step after the healing because there's so much damage mm -hmm. between both of our communities. Mm -hmm. And so it's like when we can heal whatever that is mm -hmm. and all of what that is, because as two individuals it, that exists, that friendship, that bond it, exists there, but most of the country can't say that, I know. you know, uh, so much of the, the damage has been done. And mm -hmm. so now we have to be at a point where before we can even talk about um, the hope that we're, we're hoping for it to mm -hmm. give, both sides have to even be able to respect each other, to listen to one another yeah. first, you know. And so I think there's a lot of healing that's going to happen first. But I think your energy takes it to a whole nother level even beyond the healing. I think that's where the hope yeah. and a lot of these next steps come from. Well, I'm going to tell you that my mission is to match that. You know, what, what happened with Free Hugs is you gave hope to people that were hopeless. Absolutely. And what happened on the, the march and my whole life, you know, whether it's mission fields or just take care of people, it's to restore hope. But yeah. my mission on this show is to restore trust. Yeah, that's huge. Trust between a broken relationship and those people that are on both sides could be white, could be black. It could be rich, it could be poor, it doesn't matter because we just represent two people, yeah. but the the narrative is across the country. It's around the world. I saw that when I saw how much response I got from people and 99% of it was white folks. Yeah. They're tired People are tired, black people, rich people, people are tired of conflict. Mm -hmm. They're tired of the divide. They want, they want hope. Yeah. 
And when when people like you and I get called to order, like this is our mission now. Yeah, yeah. We've been called to the big leagues. And we come up with a show that was God-breathed in a church. Yeah. It's going to restore hope that's to people. True. That's where, where that's right. like, it came to life it's, it's for you. Where, that's right. Like, the first time I dropped the that's name right. was in that right. church service. And that's all it service. took. Yeah. Wow. I knew that. I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. I'm a perpetual optimist. I mean, even in chaos, I operate the best. I mean, I've been answering 911 calls since I was 18 years old. As a medic, I'm still a licensed medic. I, I, I would sit at the at the bed of people as I'm working on them and they're circling the drain and they're like, am I going to die? I'm like, baby, listen, you ain't going to die. I said, you got the best medic on the planet here, even though I know they're dying. Yeah. You know, and I, I, you don't even look nervous. I'm like, you don't want me to look nervous. If the medic looks nervous, you're about to die. And they laugh, you know. I mean, even when things are falling off of people's lives, I'm always there to encourage. And, and in the back of my mind, even with the walk, I didn't know this cat. That was a 50-50 shot that this was going to go great or sideways. But what happens is you walk in there with the, with the, what I would call the demeanor, the command presence that I got everything under control. Yeah. My brother behind a camera over there. I never met him before. I walked in to set up for this town hall and, uh, you know, I'm an elected official and, and uh, he goes, Sheriff, I just want to tell you, I couldn't have filled out your name faster as somebody that I know I respect. Like to me, that says so much. And then his follow-up was the reason I say that how much I appreciate you, bro, because you said your actions speak who you are. Like, like I say, I, I want calmness which is gonna give me my follow-up question. So therefore I have to demand calmness. I have to show when things are going crazy, whether it's coronavirus, hey, listen, it's bad, but we're gonna be okay. Hey, listen, protests are hard, I know it, it's gonna be okay. Listen, I appreciate this. We were at a protest, he doesn't even know this. It was over in the west side of the county, it was an all white neighborhood, and I was in the back and it was in the heat of it. Like literally, first of June, is 98 degrees. There was a lot of tension and all this because the first time we met was not a BLM event. It was not at all. It didn't come a BLM event till you know later on. It was just a, a righteous anger against the killing of a guy, right? But as it progressed, it turned out to be like that. So you now you had those divisions. Long story short, as I'm walking in, and two old white dudes are leaning up a sign and they're like, hey, are you the sheriff? I'm like, yeah. He goes, uh, you march with them? I said, I'm right here. He goes, that's why we don't support you. And I said, why is that? Because you're out here marching. I said, well, let me tell you what I'm here for. I'm here to make sure your city doesn't burn down. That's why I'm here. Have a great day. Like, I, I'm not, you don't have to align yourself. I asked you about different things that people want you to align themselves with, with their, with their platform. You're like, no, that's your bit. I'm a free hugs guy. That's it. So I bring calmness because my circle of influence, people call me when their lives are falling apart. So they don't want me to come up freaked out. You know what I mean? That's why they called me because they're freaked out. Same thing with liberation. If you want to show liberation, then you got to believe that, hey, things are getting better. I can see liberation. I can see equality. I can see I had a chance. You can have a chance. Listen, there is a chance to unite people because I'm doing it right now. So all five of us are doing what we're doing, but I'm going to ask another follow-up question if you don't mind. What do we love to do that we're not doing? Like, I know, I'm going to start, I'll give you an example. Like, I, I, I want calmness. Uh, but there are things that I do right now that I know I have to like purposely get more involved with. And that is this, I'm still feeling out this whole, who do I include? Who do I not include? Because I don't want to offend. My greatest asset is also my greatest weakness. And that is, I want everybody to love what Chris does. And so how do I bring calmness 
when I know there's going to be conflict. It sounds like it's a crazy thing, but but it's a constant game that I play in my head. And sometimes I will I will like defer something until I have a lot more time to to get discernment about how to handle it instead of just going there. I have to force myself to be me. Just be Chris. Yeah. And whenever I'm Chris, it always works. So. Although that I want calmness and the things that I drive for, there's still circumstances because this is a weird year, man. We've yeah. never experienced oh, yeah. this. Yeah. And uh, and I'm thinking to myself, stay calm because when someone says like Johnny, I'll give you an example for all of you. Johnny, he wants liberation. And when, when somebody that he's walking with doesn't feel liberated, and I'm like, dude, I've been to 40 events with you this entire year. I've left my family, I've left my vacations to walk with you, not you, Johnny, but people. How do you not see that he wants liberation, that, that he's he's out here with us, we're trying to do it together, but because he's black and I'm white and he's not a cop and I am, you don't feel that? Stay calm, Chris. Same thing with equality. I'm like, equality, are you kidding me? I'm doing everything in my power to give as many people all the chances as possible. You know. You look at people that have something, and if they really want it, just follow the steps I did to get there. Stay calm, Chris. Unity. It drives me crazy that people will see what I'm doing and always think there's a hook. That's what makes us different is because we are the change makers, Mm -hmm. and I have to stay calm to say, I want it now, but it's going to take a minute. And what I've seen done over this last year, certainly as long as I've been the sheriff and I've been so grateful, I've already seen people liberated and never thought they'd be liberated. People feel equality they've never fought. People that had a chance that they never thought they had a chance. And then linking up with you, now we have a force multiplier of unity. So that's where I have to stay calm because I want more of it. So I throw it back to you. Like, what do you need? Oh, hang on, hang on. Okay. You don't get to, right? You don't get to do all this talk about calm while still being the most high energy person. If you guys notice, he didn't take a breath in the entire part of his like moment that he just had right now. He didn't even breathe. And so I don't know how you get to talk about calm. Hey, look at this. Look at how his leg is tapping. And that's not coffee, people. Like I've questioned him on this. I have called him out on this. This is his natural high on life, which trips me out. So for that reason, it's it's even hard for me to wrap my head around the most high energy person that I know is seeking calm. Right on him. You know what? When he brings that energy, everyone around him actually gets calm. Uh, hey, that's, that's good. Exactly that's it. good. I can that see is. that. Yeah, because we're like, we can't match that. Remember when we were recording the podcast episode and we were doing the um, the little um, the teasers and his were all oh, way up here. And then he goes, so your turn, loud. Ken. And I go, if you're expecting me to do what you just did, <laughs> forget about it. Look on your face when you're like, I got I to gotta keep up with that. I was like, I'm not doing that. I was like, I'm just going to be Ken. And then I was like, hey, I can, we're doing I can definitely give an example of like his calmness. Like there's been times where, um, and even when he's not even there, right? So we were in a place, uh, that was that was Clio. Um, you sent, I think like 12 or 13 officers mm-hmm. Even like four undercover ones yeah, too, yeah. and like before we got there, we know Cloud is a very conservative, um, pro non-liberal place, right? So we go there thinking like, all right, cool, we're 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 helping another young individual who was 18, uh, who is now on the the uh, the education board for the for the city of Cloud for the Cloud schools now. She wanted to make sure that you know Black Lives Matter out there too, because um, it's Black people that live in Cloud, obviously. Um, so we get there, and I get there, I'm like. Oh man, like it's just us out here. We about to get, you know, something about to happen to us. They pull up full force. Like I'm seeing people I know, faces, people he's introduced me to. I'm just like, okay, you know what? Like 
even though he's not saying, where he at? He's saying, man, Chris working, bro, but he, he sent us over here. <laughs> That's the calmness that That's he's right. talking about. Because, like, it, I, I was real nervous, and I'm always nervous when I go on the front line, obviously, but this was the, the sense of calm I could still sense from him. I texted him right after I said, man, thank you for, 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 for sending your folks out here, man. That, that means a lot. You know what I mean? And, and when you feel that from someone that doesn't necessarily have to physically be there, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's his calmness speaks for sure, yeah. But, but don't just, you think that people are... Like, why we look up to other people and why we strive to be better and stuff is because someone is modeling that. So right. if you're modeling calm, yeah. you, if you Control. are calm, you yeah. attract more calm. Yeah. Like, That's it's right. just yeah. a circle because people are looking looking to yeah. that. And if you are that, yeah. it, I mean... I'm also going to guess. I've just yeah. met Chris today for the first time. But I, I'm, in this sense, I'm going to guess we're more like... The more stressful the situation, the more going on, 100%. the calmer I get. Yep. Because in crisis, yep. most people get crazy. Yeah. And so in crisis, I get calm. It's like the it's the pitcher, the quarterback, whatever. Yes. The professional athlete to tell you, I don't hear the crowd. The bigger yeah. the moment, I hear nothing. Right? Thank you. It's the same yep. thing because the energy, this is yep. all energy, right? But yeah. I am sure when you're in the thick of it on the front lines, there's an energy there, but there's a calm that, that he's <laughs> letting out. He's everything's the world is slowing down and you're seeing everything while everybody yeah. else is reacting. And yeah. by seeing it, you know, I, hey, you know what? I'm gonna send my officers over yeah. there. I'm gonna get a few people over there. I can see there's something crazy that could start over here. Let me, yeah. that's calm. Yeah. He, taught, he taught me awareness like that. Yeah. It's easier to pick that out though. So if you're the only one calm in this crazy yeah. scenario, you're easy to find. Yeah. Right. And people yeah. find you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. leadership. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I could see that though. I, I think that that is part of the leadership where. You don't always have time to give the answers right. because you're actually yeah. working on like creating solution, that, yeah. yeah, the solution, right? Because I see there you go. Yes, yeah, I, <laughs> I get that way sometimes too. Um, back when we were organizing half marathons in in Los Angeles, and you can imagine how daunting of a task mm. that is. You've got to move ten thousand bodies in in a two hour time span, yeah. right? And so my crew most of the time are panicking. And so I, I know exactly what yes. you're talking about where they turn straight to the guy who is the most calm and the leader yeah. because they're like, Ken, where do we go from here? Yeah. And and because like, you're right, it's almost like everything goes into slow motion for the leader and the leader can pick out. You're not lying, that had happened to me plenty of times on the front line, just happened. Uh, Breonna Taylor situation, we had, it was downtown doing a, 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 a um, after the decision from the attorney general, going downtown, doing like a little vigil for her. And of course, um, Flynn said he got kind of upset because we were in the streets and uh, not the name drop, but DeWan out here arguing with cops. I'm, everybody looking at me like, so what you gonna do? I'm like, yo, you know what? You talk to them, let me talk to the officers, yeah. right? So that that's just, for me, because I, I can, <laughs> he's laughing because he know that's what I do. Yeah, like, right, when, right, right. I'm, I'm like him, like when chaos is going on, I'm like, okay, nope, stop. Everything goes slow motion matrix style for me. I'm like, okay, yeah. you can talk to them. Uh, let me take care of this. I know this is going on over here. This girl over here drunk as ever, talking crazy, because you see Black Lives Matter, I don't care. We're going to handle her later, but I'm going to take care of this now, right? So that, that's just, I, I agree with that. I think that, but it's something I got to work on, though, too, because I can get, yeah. I can go there, but I, I'm, I'm choosing every time yeah. to never. See, I, I never go that direction. I feel like, like, Something that my brother always tells me, even when we go out to riots and protests, he always says, Kenny, never let him see you sweat. Oh, yeah. You yeah. don't don't change you, yeah. like character. He's like, we'll do that for you. Like, we'll wild out if somebody right, needs to. Yeah. But but you like 
you stay you. And so I, I think that's important for those of us that are in positions of leadership. Really. I want something that's deep in that soul that keeps you going. What is your proudest moment that said, because of this, I keep doing this? Um, I, I would say seeing the change and, and knowing that it's, that it's real and, and that it's possible, I think it keeps me going out there. When, when I show up at a, a protest or a riot and the conversations that I get to have and sometimes even the footage that I'm able to capture, um, when I can read the responses in the comment section mm -hmm. from people that are like, I really needed that right now. One of the comments on my YouTube channel actually just yesterday from the video from um, Kenosha, um, where someone said, I just filled up my entire day with watching negative stories about things from Kenosha. And I've never even heard of your channel. <clears throat> and, and I stumbled across this. Wow. Thank you. He's like, I'm going to end my night on, on this oh. video. And so that's what keeps me continuing to go out to do it. Because knowing that hearts and minds need that right yeah. now. And if we're not giving it to them, then who is? Make their head drop.